Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. Got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. Throw Sanders got there. Touchdown. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. And welcome back to another episode of Believe in Saints. I'm John Hendricks alongside Terrence Copper, man. Look, uh, a tough one that we had to deal with on Sunday, Terrence. But, you know, all things considered, it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, how's things going for you? What you got planned with the family? And uh, give me your top two dishes that you want to get when it comes to Turkey Day. Uh, man, I'm doing well. You know, we're definitely looking forward to Thanksgiving. Uh, this is a holiday that that we enjoy, even though it, it's kind of, it's kind of different because of COVID. So you really, you can't really be around all the family that you want to be around. Uh, but it's still a good holiday that we really enjoy. And my top dishes that I gotta have. And, and truthfully we went to, I'm glad my, uh, my mother-in-law don't listen to the podcast because I'm about to call her out. <laughs> but so, so look, last year we went to our house for Thanksgiving and she forgot to cook the mac and cheese so we mm. had no mac and cheese for thanksgiving and in my household that's like that's a curse word for that that's to, right for you not to cook things i mean mac and cheese so my two dishes i gotta have mac and cheese and i gotta have stuffing which for yeah. everybody in the south they may call it dressing but right we call it stuffing in north carolina i think they call it dressing in new orleans so those are the two dishes i gotta have how about yourself yeah, I mean, we call it like cornbread stuffing or dressing. I mean, it's all dressing, right? Like rice dressing, cornbread dressing, all that. It's the same thing, right? But okay. for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a ham guy. I don't like turkey as much, you know, whatever. It's it's fine, but give me good ham, spiral ham, whatever. But you said mac and cheese. That's definitely one of my top. And, man, I'm a green bean casserole guy. You know, I, okay. I don't know. So it's tough because they're saying top two. Mac and cheese is definitely up there in ham if I had to pick. Like those are the two that I want on my, my plate never fails but i'm a green bean casserole guy i like dressing mm-hmm. you know stuffing dressing and then you know down here in new orleans a lot of people make merleton dressing that's actually pretty good so a lot of good stuff there um for sure and mm-hmm. so i definitely hope you have a good thanksgiving and not that we're ending this show prematurely but you know well wishes <laughs> we've been doing this for weeks and stuff but in the same breath man <laughs> i hope the th- saints have a good thanksgiving let's start <laughs> let's talk and get into it man what uh what what's going on here and why can this team not find a good start you, you know what it just seems like for one I feel like we we're treading in the wrong direction right now uh and I hate to see this happening but this part of the year this time of the year we need to be trading the opposite way that we're trading now we need to be getting better as this season going on so we can really make a push you know, to make these playoffs. And then when you make the playoffs, at least you're heading into the playoffs on a hot streak, you know. So you, you hate to be going into December treading the way we're treading because usually that, it usually don't end well when you're, when you're heading this direction. But for me, it's just 
we're struggling to get off to a fast start uh, for whatever it is. You know, I can't just finger point. It's not just to me, just one thing, but it's just, we cannot get off to a fast start. And the way we are injury wise, we can't afford, we can't afford to start out slow. So that is one of our biggest things that I feel like we have to correct uh, if we want to continue to have a push to get to the playoffs. It's Thanksgiving and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. So head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and that's to get your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Yeah, we've been talking about it for weeks, man. The margin of error is is not there for this team. You don't have the luxury when you're down so many players. Uh, and, you know, this is a team that's never going to hide behind the injuries, but the, the simple fact is you got to execute and, you know, mm-hmm. they knew, I mean, defensively, you're mostly healthy. I mean, is last year's game against the Eagles. They ran wild on you. And this year, uh, this year's game they did the same thing. I mean, it's that zone read and, you know, Sean Payton talked about it, uh, that they were getting killed by it pretty much. And that they, it got worse as the game went along. So that's, that's disturbing to me is that now we've seen, the defense kind of regressed a good bit. You know, there were some good things to call out, like Christian Ringo on a defensive tackle position, making some plays, making some things mm-hmm. happen. Marcus Williams looking good. Uh, I, I mean, again, but we could sit there and talk about these individual things, but the bottom line is, I mean, you're in a hole by the fourth quarter. It's 33 to seven, you know, and it was a, a lopsided win. And you look at stats. I mean, Simeon had four total touchdowns. He had the bad picks, you know, on the first one, he said, that it was intended to Troutman and that could have changed the game. And depending on how big that was, um, but it was underthrown. And then the second one, a pick six before halftime. I mean, pretty much anything that's can go wrong for this team has gone wrong. And it's been highlighted and magnified through these losses three straight now. Um, you know, and again, the thing is they're five and five. They're still at the seventh spot in the, the playoffs right now. Like, mm-hmm. like right now they'd be traveling to play the Packers if the yes. season ended. So you talked about it, but, this team has got to to start hitting a stride with seven games left in the season if they want to get in the postseason and other teams are heating up. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. Uh, I remember, I, I forgot what year it was. I can go back to when the Giants actually won the Super Bowl. I want, I want to say they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. The Giants went into it as a wild card and they barely got into the playoffs. Uh, but they got in because they start hitting that stride and they was playing well. And when they got to the playoffs, it just kept that same momentum and they end up winning that Super Bowl. You know, so it's just you hate to see the Saints going into December because December is when it counts. You got to win games in December, especially November and December. You got to win games uh, because those games are very important. Not saying the other ones aren't important, but we got to start putting it together. Uh, and one thing that I was looking at that was very uncharacteristic of our team, uh, one thing that like I said, we said last time on the podcast how we were so inconsistent. But one thing that we could hang our hat on and we was consistent at was stopping the run. And for them and for the Eagles to come in or, or we to go to the Eagles and they put up 
242 yards rushing. That's almost 250 yards rushing. There's no way we're going to have a good chance to win that game when a team is rushing for that many yards. Uh, I think that the fact they do run the read option and they have a very mobile quarterback, that is not an offense that, that you see every week with teams running the read option with, with the mobile quarterback that will. You don't see that offense every week. So that's a different type of style of stopping the run that is tough. You know, so I get that, you know, things happen. We gave up that many yards. But at the end of the day, we still we still got to come up with those victories. We still got to be able to stop the run. We still can allow teams to put up over 200 yards rushing on us when we are the number one rushing defense in the league. There's there's so many issues with not being able to control the run. I mean, you saw the time of possession and just being able to gash them. And it wasn't just, you know, Jalen Hurts. It was Miles Sanders. It was Jordan Howard. Mm -hmm. I mean, they found success. You know, they adjusted to Dallas Goddard. Uh, you know, tight end was beating them early in the game, and he was key on a couple of their scoring drives. But, you know, overall, I, I guess you could say it could have been a lot worse for some for some of these uh, for some of this. But, you know, now you're looking at a spot where I, I think if you can weather the storm, if you can make it through, you can get into the postseason as a nine win team. You can go mm -hmm. nine and eight. But now your window is you have to win four out of the last seven. You've got Buffalo on Thursday. You've got Dallas after that. Then you've got the Jets. Then you have a, a primetime game with Tampa. I mean, this is a tough ask. And, uh, you know, again, we'll see about player availability later. But, you know, they lost Adam Troutman, who had his best game as a Saint on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And he's out for at least four to six weeks. Um, and, I mean, it's just – it's been crazy to see how many injuries they've had to deal with, but at the same time, they're still trying. They're pushing forward. Uh, again, you look at this Eagles game, you know, offensively, when you start off slow like that and when you're just not getting things done, what what do you do to solve for a lot of that? And how do you uh, really avoid not having that type of hole? Because they came out pretty aggressive on the first drive. It just didn't work. Mm -hmm. I think you got to go back to the drawing board. One thing that I do like is – Yes, we didn't we didn't start out fast and we, that's one thing you have to do, but we are finishing games well. Uh, we are we are putting games together when it comes to basically the second half of games. But again, football is not about one half of football. You know, we got to start out faster uh, and and they kind of hit on some of the games that we are that we have to play coming up. And we got to take our hat off to the Eagles. The Eagles has been getting – they've been they've been putting some games together. Their rushing attack has been coming through for them right here lately. You know, so the Eagles is not the same Eagles that their records show. They are going in the right direction. They're getting better. Uh, and then you look at – we got Buffalo. We got to play Buffalo next. Buffalo is one of those teams that is trending in the wrong direction as well. You know, they're not playing well. You know, the Cowboys, they're not playing well. They just come off uh, a loss. You know, so these teams, even though, you know, we got to play some tough teams. And, of course, the Jets are the Jets. I mean, not to talk bad about them, but the Jets are the Jets. You know, so not to say that these teams aren't good or able teams, but they're not playing well either. So that gives me hope going into these next few weeks that we can pull some of these games out. Right. And, look, you know, Thanksgiving, the Saints play again on there, and they're 3-0 and right now on Thanksgiving. And, Lost three straight, first time it's happened since 2016. I mean, there's a lot of questions that you ask for it. And, and again, it's just one of those that 
you know, you're facing a short week and uh, players are asking a good bit. And again, that's a point of emphasis. And we talked about it last week too, but you know, some of them were like, man, I wish we played tomorrow, you know, because that's how ready Mm -hmm. some of these guys were to get on the field. But the reality is, you know, you had the flight back on Sunday, Monday was an off day for the team. And then you got practice today and tomorrow. I mean, this is from a, from a standpoint as, as a player, because obviously you've been in the situations where you have to play the short week, you know, mm-hmm. how, how magnified is that when you're talking about like the cram preparation, is it, we're still going to try to take as detailed approach as possible. Do you put in more time in film room, more time on practice field? What does that look like when you're also having to worry about recovering your body too? So a lot of this week right here is going to be a lot of mental reps. It's not going to be a lot of physical reps um, because again, they just, we just played on Sunday. We got to give our chance, give our body a chance to recover. And with us playing a short week, you can't be banging all day in practice because when you step out on the field, it's going to show, it's going to show on Thursday. So this week is going to be a lot of mental reps, uh, some walkthroughs. I doubt they have on full pads. I doubt they have on, uh, they may have on shells. Shells is more of the soft shoulder pads, but I doubt they have shoulder pads on uh, because of the quick turnaround and because of how injured we are. You know, you don't want to get injured again, get anybody else injured before this game starts. So it's going to be a lot of mental reps. It's going to be a lot of film room stuff, a lot of stuff that they're going to have to do on their own because they're not going to have enough time to get all the film work and all the the preparation stuff that they usually would have. So the players going to have to do a lot of this stuff on their own, like when it comes to watching film. Of course, you got to do it on your own anyway because you're a professional, but it's, it's very important this week right here that the players get together on their own time and really sit and watch film because it's a short week and you can't do a lot of stuff on the practice field because you got to recover and it's going to be a physical game coming in on coming in on Thursday. As, as a play caller for Sean Payton and just as, you know, coaching, do you, does that limit your ability to get creative or do you just go in and say, Hey, we have like, if they were prepping against the Eagles last week, did they install packages then that kind of preps them for Buffalo? Or is that something that they even would look at? Or is it just, Hey, these are the things that we're going to stick with what we know, or how does that kind of work if you're Peyton? The, the good thing about playing Buffalo is you're kind of going to see not the same offense, but when it comes to the run style, you have a mobile quarterback in the Buffalo's quarterback that you're going to see just like Jalen Hurts. He was a multi, he was a, a very uh, mobile quarterback. So certain things they can take from that Dallas game, not the Dallas game, but the Eagles game, and they can put it towards the, the Buffalo game because you're kind of facing the same style of quarterback that, that is very mobile. So they definitely probably hit on some practice stuff during the week of the Eagles week to get prepared for the Buffalo week, uh, which is good, and, and they definitely need that. But as a play caller, you can't really get too fancy when it comes to calling plays. Now, don't get me wrong, you always going to have your, your basic plays. These are our standard plays. We're going to run these plays no matter who we play. But you're always going to put some wrinkles in, uh, certain wrinkles in to take advantage of what Buffalo, do, what Buffalo does on the defense side of the ball. So the play call is going to change a little bit, but you're still going to have your basic plays that you're going to be running. So it makes it tough for offensive coordinator to really dissect this Buffalo team because you just don't have the time. Right. And, and look, there's a lot that's riding on this game, right? I mean, you're five and five. They haven't been below 500 in quite some time. And 
you know, there's a lot of emotion that's going into this. Buffalo is going to travel well. Their fans are going to travel well, I think, in this one. Um, Saints haven't done so well at home. They do have some emotions going into this one, I think, just as a fan base, because you're honoring Drew Brees at halftime. Uh, and he's also going to be calling the game with Mike Tirico. So, again, it, it shapes up to be a, a, an interesting one, especially meeting on Thursday, it's Thursday and Thanksgiving to close it out. And, you know, man, I, I just I feel like everything that we've seen, that, again, if the Saints can hold on, if they can at least muster up something, if they can hang in there with Buffalo, I, I think that's the big thing is they got to hang in there with this team. They can't get down early like they have been. And I mean, it's been every single loss that they just get down and they just can't come back. But if they can somehow get a little creative and hang in there and defensively get them to, to be able to kind of build off of some of the things that they were able to do on a positive note. And then look at, you know, last week against the Colts, you know, Jonathan Taylor had a field there running against running against Bills. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying Mark Ingram can have that type of success, but, you know, getting the run game was going to go a long way for this Saints team. What are some things that you'd probably hit on, you know, when you're facing this Bills team, especially having to guard against Josh Allen and all the talent that these guys have? I think I think your defense just got to get back to being what we're good at, you know, and that's stopping the run. Like, like this one game right here, yes, they, they rush for a ton of yards on us. But that still don't stop the fact that we have been the number one rushing defense in the league. You know, so it doesn't stop that. So we're still capable of doing these things. And the biggest thing is just limit Buffalo to one thing that they do. And that's not giving them multiple options. Like I said, when we're stopping the run, we have way more success, way more success rate to winning these games when we can stop the run. But that's for any team. And offensively, you know, when we first when we first came into the season and we had Winston at quarterback, we still knew the recipe for us winning games was to run the ball. You know, and and take that not say take the ball out of Winston's hands, but but kind of put limit the situation that he's going to be in when it comes to throwing a lot of ball, throwing a lot of passes. So we still have to be able to run the ball. Uh, that's going to open up a lot of things for us with our play action game, and then get the screen game going again. Uh, so I think we got we still have to use Hill a little bit more, but you know we just got to get back to doing what we do well. We got to start fast, and I'm quite sure it's been times I've been on teams where. Even, even when I was with the Saints, that it was just so hard for us to start fast that we even start switching practices up. You know, we start changing how we did practice just to see can we start going early, see can we start practicing early um, and doing certain things. Maybe we have something that's kind of in the later period, but we'll put it in the earlier period just to get us going quicker. You know, so I'm quite sure that Coach Payton is switching up how he does, how he does practice sometimes just to see can we get going quicker in practice and hopefully it translates to the game. Yeah. I mean, you hit on Taysom Hill and and that's, that was interesting because, you know, he came in there, he obviously was dealing with the foot injury from the Titans and didn't see the field at all. He was the number two quarterback and maybe that's because of the situations with other players and all that other good stuff. But, you know, he, he's a guy that we really want to pay attention to if they put out an estimated practice report and, you know, signs look good for him potentially playing in this game. And speaking of, you know, I'm glad you brought him up, but obviously you got a contract extension. A lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of the uh, NFL world just can't believe it for the life of them, but it's an interesting way they build this contract. 
you know, already they were going to have to have eight point what I think is eight point nine million in dead money next season because of not having him uh, and the way they structured the contracts. But now you lock him up, you get him a chance to play. And, you know, I was looking at stats. I mean, this guy had thirty eight of the team's first downs last year. They he had he's had what twenty four touchdowns total in his past three years. I mean, people don't, I guess, care too much for this gadget type of player. But when you look at some of his numbers in his production, this guy makes a big difference on the field. And so what is it that, I guess, why do people hate it so much that they've taken this guy and put him in a, a place to, to succeed, really? I have no idea why people do not hate, why people are hating on this. To me, Hill is just as important as the starting quarterback or just as important as your, as your left tackle. He's just as important as anybody on that field. He does so much for the Saints so much that a lot of a lot of times to the naked eye you might not see it but the things he contribute to when it comes to the goal line packages uh when it comes to even putting them in and throwing passes sometimes uh, not even that even the special teams that he plays you know he plays a ton he plays a ton of different uh, different hats he have he wear a lot of different hats on that saints team and trust me if any other team out there had a chance to get him trust me they would get him with with no hesitation. I, I really feel like a lot of people don't understand the type of player that we have in Taysom Hill uh, until he's gone. But luckily the Saints locked him up for four more years. So I think that's that's big for us. Yeah, and you see other teams trying. I mean, Atlanta tried it with Felipe Franks. I mean, you know, you got 49ers, you got Trey Lance, you got all these different ones that they're trying to run and implement something. It's not like it's, you know, exactly what New Orleans is doing, but people dump on it but it's like Sean Payton always finds a way to get creative in his, his with his team and it I feel like it just drives people mad and I mean whatever works it works and I, I remember like he blocked punts he did this he returned kicks I mean the guy just is a football player I mean that's He's when people joke player. position football that's what he plays right <laughs> so mm-hmm. whatever you do football. And, and look he's the best at what he does like there's nobody else in it in the NFL that I can say is a is a hybrid type player that is better than Taysom Hill. Nobody. I can't think of anybody in the NFL that that does multiple roles the way he does. And that's better than him. We have the best player in the NFL that does what he does. And so you got to keep a guy like that around. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully he gets to play on Thursday. They need him. You know, and it's not just because what's going on, but now you have another injury uh, to the tight end group with Adam Troutman, and maybe he plays some more there. But, you know, you're not having Alvin Kamara, presumably. I mean, there's just so many. You just pick a, a spot, and there's a deficiency there. And so it's just – it's tough. It's uncharacteristic. Hard as a play caller, I'm sure. And, you know, every play gets magnified if you don't make it and, and such. But, you know, look, the Bills are coming to town. They have a shot here, even though they're not favored in this game. What are the three things or what are some key areas they have to hit on if they're going to beat Buffalo uh, on on Thursday night? Oh, my goodness. Kind of the same things we've been talking about. For one, we have to start fast. Uh, We got to start out fast. We are just we're not. We're not talented enough because of injuries to start out slow. And to be able to come back on these teams because Buffalo is a good team, even though they're they're struggling a little bit right now. They're still a good team and they can put points up, which they've done this throughout their throughout the season of, on their team as well. So we have to start out fast. 
we have to establish the run game for us to be successful. We cannot just sit back and allow Simeon just to throw the ball uh, a ton of times. We have to establish the run game, in which I think we have been still committing to the run, and we have to do that. And on the flip side of it, we have to stop their run game. Uh, we can't allow their quarterback to get involved in a run game as well because, like I said, Jalen Hurts, he got involved in a run game, and it hurt us. You know, so we got to be able to defend a mobile quarterback and stop their run. We have to be able to run the, game, run the ball, and we have to start out fast. One thing that I am proud of the Saints for, we limited our penalties. We only had three penalties that game. You know, so mm. that's huge compared to where we were at. You know, so I think the penalty-wise, the discipline part of it is starting to change for us now. And we just got to put the rest of things together. Yeah. And, you know, I love the fact that there is no quit in this team. You know, no matter what happens, they don't quit. They don't lie down. They're still there. And, and you know, even in the garbage time or whatever, the chunk plays come and that's how Philly changed it up. But, you know, they know that they're not hanging their hat on. Oh, well, this guy finished with all this stats and all that. You can't look at stats in this one and think, well, the Saints kind of were in it. I mean, this was a game they really just weren't in and it's been characteristic. But I'm with you. They have to start strong. I think you get a little bit creative, maybe take some shots, just do some things that, that will give you some a chance to, to be in that position. And again, lean on that ground game. You might have to get a little bit creative and on some of your runs, but you know, Mark Ingram is a veteran. He's, he's a guy that I think they can lean on and move the ball a good bit. Just don't put yourself in, in down and distant situations where you're having to do second and 23rd and, you know, 15 or anything like that. I, I just think mm-hmm. as long as they can do that and then defensively, they're going to have to force some turnovers. And I think they they can play well against the run, but they're really going to have to help put a situation where they can get some turnovers here. Um, you know, just hang with Buffalo. I think that's the biggest thing is if they can hang in there and, be within three points, maybe a score. I think it bodes well for them to finish well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I will tell you, I'm taking them in this game. I don't care what Vegas says. I, I just feel like the motions is going into this one. The fact that they've lost three straight, be and couple that with just what John Payton and this team can do. I, I think they can win this game, and mm-hmm. I, I just think this is one of those that you look at it and say, man, going into it, it was tough to pick the Saints, but. I don't know. I just I feel I have a good feeling about them being able to come in and execute. Maybe the leaders got them together and said, hey, this is what we got to do and play up to our standard of excellence and accountability is on all of them. And I think they can deliver here. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, I really think the Saints going to win this game. Uh, we got a great chance to win it, uh, even though we're going through our troubles. But like I said, Buffalo is not playing well right now either. So. Uh, I really feel like we, and like I said, the emotion is going to be high, especially with Drew Brees coming back. Drew Brees calling the game. Uh, the emotion is going to be high. The fan base is going to be there. They're going to be loud like like they always are. You know, so, and the way Buffalo is playing, they're not playing, they're, they're not playing good ball right now either. So I really feel like we have a, we definitely have an opportunity to win this game. Yeah, and look, and I think in the grand scheme of things, I'll say this. If they don't beat Buffalo, that doesn't mean that everything's lost because, A, it's an AFC opponent. So, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, it won't kill you. But a win certainly would be nice. I think Dallas game is probably a little bit more important for sure. But, you know, you look at this one, um, you know, it's been a long time since this team has been on that opposite end of the 500. And this is a game where, uh, you know, I wrote about it afterwards that they're at a crossroads and they've got to figure out where they're going to go from here. And it could get ugly really fast. But – also feel like this team could respond and, and do well, but you know, we're both in on the saints and mm-hmm. that's, that's just how it is. You know, 
there's rare times I'll pick against them just because I feel like they're too well coached and they've got enough there to be able to do. It's just been the execution has really just killed them. Um, I'll ask you, since we talked about Drew, you know, what's what's your favorite memory? Maybe something he did on the field or something he did off the field. What's your favorite memory when it comes to Drew Brees and kind of what he meant to you? Oh, man, when it comes to Drew Brees, let me tell you something. It's not really his his play. It's not his play. Drew Brees is a leader on and off the field. Uh, he's a guy that that helped me out tremendously uh, to become a better receiver, you know, to learn how to be a professional, just watching how he worked. He, he's the first one in the weight room, last one in the weight room. He's always working on his crab, whether he's working on drops on the on the, uh, the treadmill, you know, he's still working his shoulder hitches, you know, while he's on the treadmill, working on his pump things. Like he's always working on his game. He was always working on his game. And, you know, that helped me out so much just to see how a true professional, true professional work, his leadership is, I've never been around anybody that has better leadership qualities than he does. And to this day, like Drew can be in California somewhere. If he called me today, like cop, I need you to come. I need you to help. I'm on the plane and I'm there. You know, so it, it doesn't matter. You know, Drew is is one of those guys that you would you would go into battle with every day of the week, even off the field. You know, so, you know, he's just the ultimate leader. Uh, like I said, I miss him. I miss playing with him. And I'm sure the fans of New Orleans miss him as well. Right. Yeah, it was tough to not have him being sent off the way he should have been sent off. And, you know, with COVID, it was unfortunate. And obviously, you only have 3000 fans. That's loudest 3000 fan applause you can get for somebody like him. And it was, it was tough mm -hmm. to see that, but you know, I don't say this makes up for it, but definitely him being featured at halftime means a lot. You know, I know emotions are going to be high that entire family and just, you know, fans It's he meant so much to, to, to the city of new Orleans. And uh, I mean, brought a first championship and just so much that he's done around here and still continues to do. I mean, he's making a huge impact in the Gulf coast. So Definitely a lot of emotions. You got to win one for Drew. I hate to say that in cliche, but you really got to win one for Drew. They need it. You got to win it. <laughs> you have to. Ain't no other way to put it. You got to win it for Drew. That's right. That's right. We'll see what happens, man. But, you know, good on you, Terrence. I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. Enjoy some family time. Don't fill up too much. I don't know if you're a two-plate guy or just a one-plate guy and then come back and get the leftovers. <laughs> what What are you on when it comes to Thanksgiving? I'm a one-plate piled high guy. That's right. Yep. <laughs> That's, That's right. It all touches. It all mixed together. I'm going to get yeah. the plate and I might just need one. I'm not so much on the desserts, but I need yeah. all the Thanksgiving food. That's right. That's right. That is the truth. Good deal. Well, we will come at you again next week. Uh, it's probably a little bit similar just because you got the Cowboys on Thursday. But as always, we want to thank Bet Online for producing today's show and as always, follow us on the interwebs at Believe in Saints. We launched a new site recently, so check us out. Give the pod a like, subscribe, and give us some good feedback. So, guys, we appreciate it. On behalf of Terrence Copper, I'm John Hendricks. Have a good one, and happy Thanksgiving.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.